right. So welcome to my ABA Partner Podcast. I'm Marissa. My name is Alex. And today we're just going to tell you about our podcast, I guess, and what is and what we hope to get out of it. So basically, we're all in this ABA journey and uh, we all have like partners, whether that's moms, grandmas, roommates, boyfriend, husbands, girlfriends, and we never really hear their side of things and their perspective. So I think that this podcast is going to bring that to light, hopefully. What do you think, Alex? Yeah. I mean, when you brought this to my attention at first, I was uh, a little bit nervous to talk about my story, I guess. Not that it's my story, but like your ABA journey that I've been a part of. But uh, but I, your perspective. Yeah. But I think that it, it it is something that I'm excited to kind of share with others about and, and give them a little bit of insight of what it's like to be on the other side of uh, being, I guess, a quote unquote ABA partner. Right. So rightfully so our first episode, I thought we could do just you and me and introduce a little bit of our story and yeah, just share a little bit. But first we want to do a segment where if you know Alex, if you follow me on Instagram at local BCBA, you have seen Alex and we do this thing called mid noon force choice where Basically, we present an item or options, two options, and then you choose between the two options, which is a forced choice trial-based preference assessment in the ABA world. But in layman's terms, it's just choose one or the other. All right. So, Alex, do you have a mid-noon forced choice? Yep. So, for today's mid-noon forced choice, do you prefer being the driver or the passenger um, when you are going from one destination to another? Like a long destination or a short destination? It doesn't matter. If given the choice, would you rather drive or would you rather be the passenger? I would definitely rather be the passenger and just chill. Interesting. And also I'm afraid of driving, so... (laughs) <laughs> yes. Marissa rarely ever drives. <laughs> but you all. love driving. Yes. On the other hand, I always drive. If if But that is your preference. A number one choice is to drive. For you. Yeah. 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 I yeah. know. All right. We also want to incorporate our, our producer, lovely producer, our lovely producer, Alan. Alan, would you rather drive and be the driver or be the passenger on a on a journey? Okay, since I literally was on a like at least it was a three hour drive just now coming to record today's show <laughs> as the passenger, I much rather be the driver. <laughs> as great as my wife was doing earlier today, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm a good defensive driver, and I enjoy. I enjoy it. I guess it's a control thing. I don't know. I get nervous sitting in the passenger seat. I can't chill. I could take a nap, but that's about it. And nice. I wasn't doing that today. Perfect. Nice. Drivers unite, baby. <laughs> All day. Drivers unite. <laughs> awesome. And that's Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast. Um, go and check him out. All right. So let's get into our ABA journey and kind of talking a little bit about us. Um, so first of all, like, do you want to tell them a little bit about our story and our background, like how we met and yeah. 
Yeah. So um, I met Marissa in high school. Um, I think it was my freshman year. Um, and we were just friends uh, at the, in the beginning. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, that's really, that's really how we started as, as friends. Um, and then three years ago um, we re-met uh, via the powers of Instagram mm-hmm. and we started a, a long distance relationship. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just last year, uh, we were able to come together in California. Since I was from. in Hawaii. Since, yeah, Marissa's in Hawaii mm-hmm. and um, we've been together ever since. Yeah. So in high school, um, I'm a year older than Alex. He's a freshman. I was a sophomore. I met him on the football field. I was doing sports med. Alex was the quarterback and um, he was I just like thought he looked similar to my friend and I went to him and I asked if they were cousins and um, he said no. And we yeah, That's so bad. But we just we sparked <laughs> a friendship from that ever since and we've been friends ever since and yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. So yeah, so we were friends in high school and um, we just were been friends. We kissed one time in high school and then that was it. Nothing ever came of it. You went on like the next day to have a girlfriend. I went on the next day to have a boyfriend. Like nothing came of it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but I always remembered that kiss kind of in the back of my head. Like, oh, wow, that was like kind of. That was kind of a good kiss. And then um, and then I moved to Hawaii and he said that I dropped off the face of the earth and um, and then we reconnected. And um, yeah. And now we've been ever, like together ever since I was living in Hawaii. He was in California and um, long distance relationship for two years. And then I moved out here in March 2020 during the pandemic. So yeah, it's been good. Um, so on our ABA journey, when do you think, what do you think was like really tough and what do you, like, what was the toughest part and what was the best part? Well, the toughest part definitely was when we started the journey, you're in such a bad place as far as getting your hours. Um, I don't know if anyone knows this story, but you know, Marissa had to re accrue her hours, um, upon, you know, getting a bunch of the the supervision hours that she needed and it didn't end up counting this and the other and so you know when we met you were in such a bad place mentally as far as you know the whole ABA experience and and you know the process of accruing these hours and Mm -hmm. I think the hardest part was really just talking you off the ledge every day I mean I remember pretty you know, pretty consistently having conversations with you about not giving up um, because you were like, I'm, I'm over it. I don't want to do this anymore. And so. Uh, ABA, not in life, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Of course. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think that that was definitely the hard part of just making sure that, you know, I was trying my best to be encouraging when you you know, didn't really see the light at the end of the tunnel. I remember having conversations with you about not seeing that light and feeling like you're going to be stuck in this place forever. Um, and, and what's crazy is, you know, I realized the hours were just the first step. Mm-hmm. Right. And so 
that was hard. But then the test was, I think, even harder. Yeah. Right. So like even getting getting to the hours and like finally being able to submit all of that to the BACB or whatever, it was such a drown out process. But then, you know, the test taking part was even more difficult How so? um, because of the fact that I feel like mentally you gave the test so much merit and weight mm-hmm. that it totally overwhelmed you. Like yeah. you could not get out of your own way. Yeah. And I think that the, those things were really difficult to watch you struggle mm-hmm. Whereas usually you're not like that, but really to see you powerless through these things, I think that was really the hardest part because Mm -hmm. to be honest, I felt like you could have, I honestly feel like you could have passed so many times. And and I think a lot of people know your story that you've taken the test five times Mm -hmm. and I would literally just think, man, you have everything in your head. Like you, you, you've put in the hours studying, you've done all these things, but you couldn't get out of your own way. And yeah. I really felt like a lot of times you were self-sabotaging yourself, intentionally not doing well on the test. Um, because for some, what for whatever reason you felt, you know, this mm-hmm. weight or this, this unworthiness mm. um, that, that I, I, that I thought was, was, it was tragic. Like it was really like two very, very difficult years Yeah. because of the fact of this test, this test yeah. and, and it, and it honestly affected like your life mm-hmm. really. Oh yeah. You know, and then in turn a byproduct of that, like our relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I think it's really hard when somebody is going through the ABA journey of becoming a BCBA, like how much residual stress and uh, trauma, trauma <laughs> that, that the person on the other end goes through, you yeah. know? And, and, and I would assume that it's pretty similar, you know, for people who are becoming doctors or lawyers or, you know, mm-hmm. any, any kind of tests that you need to take in order to, becomes board certified or to become a lawyer or practicing lawyer or doctor. There's so much stress I feel that happens uh, for for the person on the other side. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that that was something that I wasn't prepared for. And I think that I took a lot of things very personally and very like, Oh man, what more could I be doing this and the other where it was, I mean, I mean, there was literally nothing, nothing more I could have done. Yeah. You know, I think I was really giving it my 1000% effort to be there for you. But, you know, any time that, you know, that we were in this process together, um, there were a lot of times where I just felt like, man, if she could just get out of her own way, um, you know, things would, would resolve itself. And then, you know, the, the best time was you coming out of that, I remember very distinctly the time that you passed the last time I just knew. And it was because of how you were talking, how you were thinking. It was the first time where you attacked 
the test Mm -hmm. instead of giving it all the power and making it this big thing and all my anxiety, this and the other, it was like for the first time, it was like, you were courageous and you were bold and you were like, okay, I'm going to pass this. Mm -hmm. And that mental hurdle I think was so huge. And, and after that, you, Marissa, the person started to transform. Mm -hmm. You were different and you were not the same, you know, and you're so much stronger. And I think it has everything to do with overcoming obstacles. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like this BCB, like the BCBA test is like a metaphor for life. Mm -hmm. Like you can be proactive, you can do all these things, but it's so important to believe in that you not only can do it, but that you're able to jump over the hurdle and actually execute. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Because man, you know, like I, I feel like coming out of the test and after you passed um, like your life completely changed. Yeah. Right. And like coming out of it, like, you know, I think that, 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 that Marissa that was not able to get her hours and and go through that process, not, you know, fail the test five times. I don't think that she would have been able to build a successful business or build a business. Mm -hmm. Right. But coming out of that, the confidence that you accrued in yourself and understanding your mission, Mm -hmm. right. And, and taking this story of, like weakness and turning it into something powerful, right? Something that's life-giving to other people. Like, I think all of that was, was worth it, but man, to be honest, was it hard? It was, it was freaking hard. It was really hard. Yeah. And it it was hell for like a long time. A long time. Yeah. I still think that, you know, I'm, I am still working from the trauma of the exam like today. You know, like it was a year of like, yeah, not good. It was not good at all. But on top of that, like I was dealing with lots of other, you know, variables. Like I had a, you know, eating disorder. I wasn't eat like, I don't know. Like, so our life is so much different from when you first met me to today where I, we wouldn't even go out to eat and go out to a restaurant where I ate too. And like, so there was like so many things going on with me that like this test just like exasperated everything in, in my life, you know? And thankfully now I'm healthy. Right. And now, um, that is something that's like my mission where it's, hey, guys, don't give this test power as like, it is a powerful exam. Like you are able to do things after this exam that you would not be able to do if you were not certified, you know, but we don't need to give this test as much gravitas as like we allow it in our minds, you know, because I think you're absolutely right that that's what was holding me back. You know, and I I like what you said about the metaphor um, as the exam being like hurdles in life, because this was definitely probably one of the biggest hurdles that I've personally had to go through. So, all right, you went through the tough. Was what was the 
the best part. I, I talked about it. Passing the exam. That was the best part? Yeah, for sure. You getting you becoming a BCBA was the best part uh, okay. because your life changed. Got it. Nice. Okay, cool. I, I think the best part for me is like starting my own business and 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 now giving back and, and letting folks know, you know, what I've been through and, and not let them feel so alone because I um, talk to people almost daily about, hey, like – I ha- I didn't pass either, and I'm here today, right? Yeah, that and I totally, I totally, and and I think that that's a part of of you know this whole journey. But for me, when it comes to your journey, the yes. best thing that happened was when I first met you. I remember having a conversation with you where you said, "I don't see the light at the mm-hmm. end of the tunnel." Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm, I would rather actually. I'm, I'm more inclined to quit this, given I got my master's in San Diego. I'm more inclined to quit than to see what's on the other side. Right. And to go from that to getting your letters and becoming a BCBA, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it was going from hopelessness to holy crap! Did this just happen? Do you remember the phone call? Of course. <laughs> and how anticlimactic it was. I was like. Hey, and you were like, I just got out of a meeting. What's up? And I was like, I passed. And you're like, okay, like, cool. Like, that was not how I expected this all to like shape out. And like, you know, it was so anticlimactic. I think we were just so relieved. Or I was just so relieved that it was just like, okay, it's done. You know, like, it's like we can move on with this like hurdle, you know? So. Um, knowing everything that you know now, uh, what advice would you give to other ABA partners? Perhaps? Yeah, this is an interesting question because I think that based off of everything that I've learned throughout this process, the biggest takeaway is to be an active participant in the journey. Mm. My biggest regret is the fact that, oh, because this is your journey right? And you're going through it that I need to concede or let you be the the lead and, and I have to listen to what you think is best. And like, sometimes when you're in it, you don't see things clearly. And my biggest, it, biggest advice for ABA partners is be an active participant. Like, I wish that I had pushed you a lot more in, in kind of being more proactive in your approach. Um, I wish that I was being a little bit more like upfront and honest about when you were getting in your own way, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and I think that that, and, and really pushing you to like step outside of yourself. My, the thing that I really learned was because you know, the process, because you know, this experience, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, my opinions on this situation, they don't matter as much, mm. right? Or she knows better than me. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut this and the other. And my biggest advice for, for ABA partners is be an active participant. You do know your partner. You, you can see things objectively where I think that 
I and I hear this so many times with, with like when you talk to ABA people is just mm-hmm. they're so in their heads yeah. and they think they know everything because they've done the research or they've heard all these stories or they're going through it. And it's like sometimes you don't know. And there yeah. are so many times where I wish I could have just shook you and said like, okay. dude, you just need to listen to me. Like, you know, like it's okay or like you're going to be okay or, you know, or, you know, it's okay to step away. You don't have to like – you know, study all the time, this and the other, but I wish that I was more of an active participant in your journey of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, going through this entire process. I think especially with the test taking. Right. But we were long distance at that time. So it was a little different where it's like, we weren't like, I wasn't coming home and studying with you and things like that. Like, but I, I understand like, that would have been, but but I think regardless, I think even even if even though we were long distance, like I really felt like even with the test, mm. like like the 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 epiphanies that you had, like from like like four to five, like I feel like we could have. I I I personally feel that I could have given you that like knowledge or like the epiphany, like. From maybe test attempt number two to three or or, mm. or or something like that where, you know, because the reality of, of the test too is pick the best answer out of four, mm. right? It's a multiple choice question. Pick the best test, uh, pick, pick the best. Do you remember when we were at Koa Pancake House and like you were helping me like go over mock exam questions that I had gotten incorrect and so... Um, you were answering them. And then I was getting like all of them incorrect and I was getting so frustrated. And then I was like, it's hard. And you were, and you said exactly what you're saying to me now. You just have to pick the best out of four. And then I was like, okay, well, let me do it to you. And I read you maybe like three questions and you had gotten maybe two of them correct, whereas I didn't get any correct. And like, this is what I was studying, got my master's in, and I was so frustrated. So like when you said that, I did have an epiphany and then I did go to tutoring um, and we really, really focused on that. And that's something that we do at local EBA now is like we focus, we do test strategy sessions where it's like literally what you just said, picking the best out of four because there were things that I was doing on the exam consistently that I didn't even know. Like it's, it comes down to that. And so that's something that we really focus on here and we've gotten great results and I'm, I'm really excited to keep disseminating kind of what you told me and what my tutors told me. So it's, it's good. Um, well, that kind of like leads into my next question about what did you do to help me study? What were, what were some of the things or what do you wish you would have done more to help me study if that was? Yeah. And it, it kind of ties into what I said before is being an active participant, yeah, right? I think like, so. I think that yeah. like, you know, the, the biggest epiphany that I had <laughs> once we started going through mock questions was the fact that every test, there is an objective. Mm-hmm. Right. And there are different kind of formats of tests and how you need to approach a test. Mm-hmm. I think so many people get the studying backwards, right? Because a lot of this at the base level is knowledge based. 
right? You have to have a baseline of an understanding of ABA in order to be knowledgeable to be a BCBA. Yeah. But in order to be a BCBA, you need to pass the test. And the test isn't going to touch every nook and cranny that you know about About your knowledge-based ABA. You know, and I think that a lot of people's approach when it comes to tests is, I got to know the Cooper book from page one to the cover to the, to the, yeah. to the bibliography. I got to have it all memorized, Okay, you know, <laughs> but I think that understanding what the mechanics of the test yeah. are trying to ask you I agree. is equally as important. important. And yeah. I think that's why your test strategy sessions are to me helpful so beyond helpful because yes you do need the knowledge base but the knowledge base doesn't really help you pick the best answer out of four yeah so that to me would be you know the thing that i would i wish that i would have done earlier on is yeah because i was pissed that you were getting these answers right and i'm like why did you choose that one and you would like break it down for me and i was like oh my gosh like kind of like had different epiphanies, light bulb moments where I was like, oh my gosh, like he's just picking keywords and things like that. So yeah. So if you want to book a test strategy session, go ahead, localeba.com. We'll put it in the show notes. Also, also though, let me say one more thing too. I feel like when you're an active participant as a partner, Mm. the test taker the the bcba candidate uh can can be an active teacher the the thing that i think that i helped you the most was i had a general i had a a a general interest in aba yeah and i learned a lot about aba you're still learning a lot, right and i'm still learning a lot about Mm -hmm. aba and and i think that that's something that people don't really realize um that that is very beneficial is a lot of the work and a lot of the knowledge based stuff. A lot of the things that has helped you was mm-hmm. by explaining things to me and, yeah. and making things a little bit more sticky and applicable mm-hmm. um, to, to your everyday practice. Cause if you can teach me who knows absolutely nothing, nothing. Yeah. right. It's just going to build that practice that, yeah. that mental fortitude in your brain to be able to, execute when it comes to to the test itself and so yeah i think yeah. that's good that's granted good. i feel bad for some aba part. aba is not like the most uh dynamic well i guess so, it is yeah, because it's like right. everywhere like you're i right, could do right. every, that's like true so i use alex um as an example for a lot of my of my uh remote supervision work and curriculum and um you know, we, it's everyday examples. And I feel like that's the best way to kind of learn because that's what we do more so than like experimental design and research and things like that. We're living in everyday and behaviors all around us. So why not teach it like that? Awesome. Okay. So I really am excited for this. What's one thing that they don't tell you about being with a BCBA that maybe they should? What's one thing that they don't tell you about being with a BCBA yeah. uh, that you're never going to be able to explain what a BCBA does? That's like <laughs> that's my, bad. that is the that's the hardest thing where it's just like 
oh, what does Marissa do? And I'm like, oh man, she's a, <laughs> she's a board certified behavior analyst. And it's like, man, it's, it's like, she, you know, kind That's, of super, I don't know. Like you're, I feel like your job. Um, it's not really just, as well known as it, right. as it will be in like, you know, 10, 15 years, yeah. hopefully. And, so we just need to do a better job of like disseminating our science and like what we do, because right. like, we're gonna be up there like with like OTs, SLPs, like people know what that is, right? right. So, yeah. but it's not as well known right now. So yeah, I think that's a good one, like explaining what we do. Yeah, and um, I feel like uh, BCBAs are always trying to modify your behavior. Um, so like, I feel like sometimes Marissa like uses like ABA tactics on me. Like what? Uh, I don't know. Exactly. Like, like you always say that. Token economies. I, I've never done a token economy. Yeah, you do. You. How, what's a token economy then? I don't then? know, but exactly. you, you do uh, stimulus response prompts on Okay, me. that's, no. You do data, data, data. Alex knows the grab bag words, the buzzwords, but he, he doesn't, he's still learning. So, no. Um... Maybe positive reinforcement I do on you. No, I think punishment <laughs> behaviors. Punishment behaviors. No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay, cool. Awesome. So I guess like knowing everything that we know now, like what's something that you have learned about yourself in in my ABA, like or I guess our ABA journey, but um, the thing that I think I've learned about myself, number one, is what it means to truly be a partner mm-hmm. um, and, and what it what it's like to like really help somebody along the way. You know, it's it's funny. We're, we're having this conversation now and I'm like reflecting on like, man, it was really freaking hard. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I like it. It seems like a different life. It and is. I can't believe, you know, how far, you, number one, you've come. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I, you know, I, I said at the top of the podcast, I remember clearly you telling me I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, that was just the hours like that wasn't even the test because mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I feel like even the test like it is a different life in itself. You know, like that's like the second life. And then, then now it's like the third. Yeah, life. Yeah, you know? that's and a so, good way to put it. And so, you know, I, I think that the biggest thing I've learned is, you know, patience. You know, and and really being a partner, like it's, it's hard. I think that, I think especially for people on this journey, especially when I hear like the, the, the nightmare stories of like what people go through Yeah. sometimes, you know, and, and, and it's not always one size fits all, Um, you know, and some people have great experiences and, 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 and others don't. But I think that the, the big thing is just about patience and and really pushing your partner you know i think that you've grown so much mm-hmm. and in turn because you're growing like it's a microcosm of like me growing as well is is to keep pushing you know i think that in relationships like the more you can grow together and these these really monumental experiences they give you so much not only confidence but just like life yeah right in your life that, that that I feel like is is super super important and th- I think that's been the biggest thing that I've gotten throughout this journey is is having a 
a front row seat at watching you really transform you know it's it's crazy because we're we talked about it the other day we're in our third year of our relationship and Mm -hmm. like man year one was was insane looking back at it now you know (laughs) where it's like holy crap how do we get past that and then you know even taking the test five times like that was a process in itself where you know it, it it definitely it was it was very difficult to watch you struggle like that but then you know being able to share in the wins as well um i I think i just learned a lot about patience and and really believing in people you know like what the power of of really believing in somebody yeah i think that i learned um how to communicate a little bit better um (laughs) don't look at me like that I learned how to communicate better okay. and like my needs and what I needed in that scenario. Okay. Well, anyways, um, I think communicating and, um, and patience, I guess on my end too. And yeah. And, and how to listen a little bit better too, Because, yeah, sometimes you gave me hard truths that I didn't want to, like, listen to at the time, but I definitely needed to hear. And I think, like you said, like, you would take it very personally. And how is it – how can you not take it personally since it's your journey? But kind of, like, getting outside of yourself and not being so – uh, singular and so one-minded and that – this journey affects everyone around us. So, um, yeah. So I think that that was something that I definitely learned. All right. Way to do our first podcast. Great job. Wait, but we have one more segment. We have our final segment now, which is mailbag, which we have questions that were turned in on our Instagram. If you're not following us, follow us. A, my ABA partner at Instagram. We need to we need to call this something. I think that that's mailbag. If anyone has like any good ideas of what we can call this, okay, cool. We'll take any suggestions. Okay, so our mailbag question is: What is the best quality about each other, and what is something you find annoying? Who who asked this? First of all, this is shout, at, shout them out. Out at Shante Gold at Path to Gold. Yeah, Coach Gold, baby. <laughs> okay, so you want to go first? All right. What's the question? One more time. Sorry. The best quality about each other, and what is something you find annoying? Oh wow! Should I go first? I can go first. First of all, I want to uh, thank Coach Gold for this good question. Um, the, the thing that I really love about Marissa is when she sets her mind to something, she, she does it. Mm-hmm. Like she's an executor. Um, I, I have been so impressed watching you build a business this past year, especially where you came from. You know, I think that that was like the biggest shocker of this whole experience is mm-hmm. I think I did not see this in you. Yeah at all and the fact that we're here now and and you know you have something that you've built from literally the ground up mm-hmm. like you know where you had I'm like nada like literally like nothing <laughs> to where you are now i think it shows a a, a courage and um this boldness that that was always in you 
Mm -hmm. you know, and so that's just, you know, that's probably one of my favorite things is when you have, when you're convicted and you have an idea, yeah. you have the ability to bring, bring it to life. Something that annoys me is um, sometimes you're pretty rigid. Okay. You, you, Marissa likes I'm not things. Gonna, yeah, I am. Mar Marissa likes things her way. And so, uh, the best way, uh, see, see, <laughs> that's what I'm talking. Coach gold. You hear this? You see why she's not sending the pictures? <laughs> um, uh, no, Marissa's pretty rigid and I need her to be a little bit more flexible. Mm, okay. Yeah. Cause I'm very flexible. You are, you are. Um, okay. So I'll just say annoying first. <laughs> you would. Um, can I say, are you going to be mad at me if I say something annoying? Oh my God, dude. Jesus. Okay. So I just like need to sleep a little better. So I would say the snoring is a little annoying as of late. And Oh my God. All right. We're going there. I can't wait for the next question. And the best quality is that you are very like caring and just like the little things that you do um i think that you do it like whatever you do you do it full heartedly like you don't half ass things and i really like kind of respect that about you so yeah you just you just go full full on balls to the walls kind of thing you know all right so Another question we have is, why do you call Alex your partner and does he call you the same? So I call Alex my- Wait, wait, wait. Who who asked the question? Oh, yes. Come so on. this is um, at Chels Danielle XO, Chelsea Castro. She is a local, so- Ooh, shout, shout out. out. <laughs> shout out to the locals. Okay. So can I say, should I go first? Yeah, go first. Okay, so I call Alex my partner because I'm 31 years old and um, I feel like having a boyfriend is a little like immature. And I feel like ever since day one when I met Alex that he was like my ride or die like partner that like we were going to go through like thick and thin together. And that was kind of a stipulation like up front when we first reconnected after, like three years ago was like, hey, I need like a partner that's like going to be there for me. Right. And so it always just felt like that fit so much more than boyfriend ever did. You don't have to say it like that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's how I hear it in my mind oh, though. Okay. okay. You okay. know? Yeah. Okay, so do you call me your partner? I call you my girlfriend, to be honest. No, you don't. Yeah, You're do. lying. I've never heard you say girlfriend ever. Really? Ever. All right, we're we're lying here now. What? So. <laughs> no, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. All right, I call you my partner. I know you do. I've heard it many times. Okay. Anyways, I don't want to yell. So, <laughs> all right. So those are our, we have one, uh, one more question, but we'll answer it next time. Thank you so much for your grab bag questions. Um, we appreciate it. And if you wouldn't mind subscribing to this podcast and reviewing this podcast, five-star reviews only, please. And 
follow us on Instagram at my ABA partner and at local BCBA. Um, yeah, we're so excited to um, have our next guest be Peggy and Ryan Carwheel, who are my biz- who is Peggy's my business partner. She's a supervisor at local ABA. So you will meet them next. And anything else, Alex? That's it. This is fun. Let's let's do it again. Let's do it again. Awesome. Thanks. Bye.